One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Sadie Eck. And I'm Courtney Eck. And we are sisters. Sure shit are. We're going to talk to you about some murder today. Correct. And that's all I have to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed that intro. Nailed it. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) I mean, we get better every time. Every time. You're very good at intros. Thanks. Just not not today. (laughs) No, it's okay. I don't have to be good at intros. <laughs> no, I know they're they are the hardest the hardest part. Uh-huh. I'll just so take it go, away, guys. Goodbye, yep. goodbye. <laughs> Podcast canceled. We can't do it anymore. Uh, do you want to just jump right in? I'm going to jump right in to to the twisted tale of the Facebook murders. Ooh. I love it's this online stuff. You know what? What? Oh, well, it's a good thing I read a lot of articles about murder. I think I was researching this one, but I don't remember a thing about it except for the title. So, yay! Tell me about me, it. I can't wait. Let me, t- let me take you there. So, this twisted tale takes place in Mountain City, Tennessee in 2011. Mountain City is your stereotypical small town. Everybody knows everybody and everything about them. It's made up of about 2,500 people and is nestled in the Appalachian Mountains, so there's no privacy or anonymity. Janelle Potter, who was in her late 20s, and her parents, Barbara and Buddy, had recently moved to Mountain City from Philadelphia, so were not accustomed to small-town life. Janelle's father, Buddy, was a Marine and Vietnam vet who spent his time in the service rescuing POWs and was rumored to have worked on CIA missions as well. From the outside, the family seemed like your typical God-fearing family who loved their country and their guns, so much so that they even packed heat while gardening. Oh, Lord. I know. There's a a picture of them with, like, a full bandolero with, like, bullets and everything. Just locked and loaded. Yeah. (laughs) Don't fuck with my hydrangeas. No. I work in an antique shop once a week, and it's all masked, right? 
Yep. Because that's what the Indiana wants and what is smart. Yep. The other day, a guy came in without a mask on, and I was like, oh, excuse me. And he turns around, and he has this huge gun on his hip. And mm-hmm. I was like, just let me know if I can help you with anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why so awful. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and you know, he was doing that very much on purpose. 100%. Yep. Not going to pick that battle. Nope. Barbara and Buddy were getting older and had retired and were on disability, and Buddy's mobility was somewhat limited as he had to use an oxygen tank to breathe properly. Janelle was a very socially awkward person, spoke in a high childlike voice, piled her bed high with dolls and toys, and was finding it especially hard to find friends in her tiny new town. How old is she? She was in her late 20s. She was almost 30. Okay. Okay. She also suffered from health issues, including type 1 diabetes... So her parents were very codependent and overprotective to the point that Janelle didn't drive a car or hold a job. Oh, no. Buddy and Barbara believed that Janelle would never survive without their constant care and oversight and so rarely gave her space to enjoy life on her own. And when they did, she had to abide by their strict curfew and rules. Hmm. Janelle turned to social media as her only real outlet for socialization and spent most of her time online despite the fact that her parents monitored her Facebook page. She's almost 30 years old. Yep. Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, it's I'm, a I'm, lot. I don't want to like start throwing out judgments yet, but we... Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Intense. It's pretty intense. There's a video of her mom like putting her lip gloss on her and she's no, like uh, mm-hmm, in her 30s. Her no. sister... Yeah. Her sister, Christine, who'd been estranged from the family for most of her adult life, said, quote, instead of being herself, my parents tried to make her fit in. They also, in the same breath, would say how different she was, and then she became unable to make friends normally. Mm-hmm. Janelle made occasional trips into town with her parents to pick up food and prescriptions. Her parents kept a close eye on her during these trips, monitoring who she interacted with to make sure she wasn't befriending dangerous-seeming people. On one trip... A pharmacist named Tracy Greenwell reached out to Janelle and stuck up a friendship, inviting her to go hiking with she and some friends. She'd seen Janelle around town and said she felt sorry for her, having to spend so much time alone or with her parents, but with no friends of her own in her new town. On the hiking trip, Tracy introduced Janelle to her brother, Billy Payne, who Uh was by... (laughs) You already don't like him. No, no, I'm fine with him. I don't... I'm worried about her parents not approving oh (laughs) well she was able to go out sometimes she did spend time outside but it was like no drugs no drinking no you know inappropriate outfits be home by midnight at the very latest crazy yeah yes no so tracy introduced janelle to her brother billy Payne, who was by all accounts a very friendly guy who loved to socialize and joke with everyone everyone reported that janelle developed a fast crush on billy but Billy was already engaged to Billy Jean Hayworth, who was equally fun and social, and the two loved spending time outdoors together. Oh, Billy and Billy Jean. Billy and Billy Jean, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. So cute, wow. though. So cute. so cute. The two had a very loving relationship and recently had a little boy together. Janelle. They named him Billy, too. Yes, God. I, please, please. <laughs> if there's a God, they named their baby Billy. Billy, Billy, Billy. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's like George Foreman having all the Georges. Yeah. I'm into it. I support it. too. Janelle did meet an available bachelor on the trip, 
Billy's cousin, Jamie Curd. Hmm. Jamie was in his later 30s and was also described as an extremely, quote, socially reclusive person, uh. keeping mostly to himself, rarely speaking, and frequently wearing his sunglasses indoors. Oh, no. Which is a look that is a statement. Yeah. While Janelle clearly had feelings for Billy, Jamie went out of his way to spend more time with her, and so she accepted his invitations to see more of each other. Jamie gave Janelle a cell phone so they could communicate every day for an hour or two at a time, and eventually the two were in an official relationship. Janelle also continued to spend time with Tracy, going to the mall and out to eat, having a blast like girlfriends do. People who knew Janelle around this time reported that she seemed overjoyed to have a new friend group and relished the time she got to spend with them. Unfortunately, Janelle was forced to keep her relationship secret from her parents, fearing they'd disapprove and force her to end it. It turned out that Janelle was Jamie's first girlfriend ever, and oh. he f I know, and he fell head over heels for her, so would do anything to keep her close. Hmm. Jamie was very skilled when it came to computers and repairing them, so Janelle used the excuse that the family computer needed maintenance to justify Jamie's visits. Just when things had started to look up for Janelle and she finally had the friends and relationship that she longed for for so long, strange things began to occur. Mm. She claimed to be receiving strange prank phone calls and that people were throwing trash in her yard and rocks at her house. Mm -hmm. She began receiving anonymous comments on Facebook that said things like, quote, you're ugly, no one likes you, and loser. She said she was being constantly harassed, and one night she called the police after she found a rock in her yard that had Billy printed on one side and Billy Jean on the other, mm. and, quote, I am your huckleberry around the edge. What? I don't have the slightest clue what I am your huckleberry is supposed to mean. Well, I'm sure we could look it up, but... Nah. Not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Janelle determined that Billy and Billie Jean must have been her tormentors and began talking to anyone who would listen about her ordeal. Janelle took to Facebook in an attempt to ward off her cyberbullies and began posting derogatory statements on her page about Billy and Billie Jean and what they were doing to her. Other people chimed in and the intensity of the posts grew. Here's an example of a conversation on one of the posts. And this reminds me so much of home. I just got to say, like some, mm -hmm. not everybody we grew up with is like this, but there are a sweet little choice handful mm -hmm. few that <laughs> they just let it all hang out on there. And I yep. love it. I live for it. <laughs> so this is someone named Dan White responding to comments made by people uh, named Matt and Kelly about Billie Jean Hayworth and two of her friends. So Dan says, wow, Matt and Kelly. I knew she was bad, but I had no clue she was off the deep end. She is crazy, that's for sure. Sounds like all of them are. I know Billie Jean Hayworth. That bitch has lived with more guys and had more sex with 80% of Mountain City. And Miss Thomas would say half of Mountain City. I don't know what this part means. Then you trade and Butler and you have Doe and then Johnson County and then Kingsport. She's been all over and she does have HIV. This is all oh, around God. town. And Miss Osborne, she will give it to anyone. Her poor husband, he's a nice guy, but he would never want to be home with her. I think when his baby is 18, he will leave her dumbass too. She is a whore too. I agree with you both. 
And this girl, Janelle, I do know as in passing, but she's a good girl and was brought up right. You can tell everything is well, you're welcome and hello and thank you. And she's just a sweet girl. I will be praying for Janelle. As far as the other ones go, they're no good horse sluts. And that is carrying something and giving it to everyone. Damn girls. They live in high school still and they need to grow up. Wow. This is Matt's response. <laughs> it's really hard to read this because, as you can imagine, the grammar isn't right. Right. It's basically non-existent. There is zero grammar. It's just one right. big long sentence. Right. Janelle is a sweet person, and people try to get her, but she has a lot of us behind her if she knows us or not. But her dad is big time, and he will deal with the rest of this shit. They're fucking whores, and that's all this town is, and drugs. I've known for sure. <laughs> Sorry. So <laughs> right. I know for sure Billie Jean and Miss Thomas did drugs together, and I know Miss Thomas does meth. She gets off Jason. <laughs> I know way too much, lol. Oh, God. I love that Janelle is not like them. She stayed sweet. They are dumb assholes. Motherfuckers get what's coming their way, and they don't know who I am. Well, I guess Billy Payne don't know that I have his number and his phone is being taped, which I think is supposed to be tapped. Mm. Ha! I know what he said about Janelle, and it was wrong. He's at fucking work when these girls are doing this to Janelle. We got our stuff, and Janelle, I'm sure, has stuff, too. I'm going to be posting numbers if they don't stop bugging Janelle, and then all kinds of people will be calling them. I have cells to home phone numbers. Fucking Billie Jean Hayworth is getting so fat with that baby. She looks like a chipmunk. C-H-I-P-M-O-N-K. That's eating too many nuts, LOL. Uh. I hope she loses that baby in time. Oh, no. It don't need a mother like Billie Jean and Billy. He's no father by the way he acts and talks. Oh. Sooner mm -hmm, sooner they move out of town, the better. I think something about getting a house. I hope he can't get it. I hope they have to live out in the woods. More better for Chipmunk. She can't make friends out there and fuck deer and bear and whatever else. Oh. <laughs> I hope a bear would eat her, but the way she looks, it would go running the other way. LOL. Oh my god. Ugly ass bitch whore. Can't <laughs> no. Can't leave no one alone. Druggy whore ass bitch. Go f <laughs> Go fuck a damn tree for all I care. Oh. <laughs> leave, leave Janelle alone. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Yeah, like something it's, else it's at first you're like ha 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 oh oh god oh no this is not good like yeah and then it's i just wow yeah it's endless it's relentless and wow yes very creative i will give them that right. but and it, this is just one of a I can't, yeah. billion it's very I imagine yeah i tried to curate the social media stuff because it's endless and it's very wow. it's very hard to know where it ends and begins right. for lots of reasons Oof. yep you're welcome no, i get uncomfortable on social media when like i say i have a i don't know like you know like yeah, i don't like to talk talk at all about anything i can't no. imagine just laying it all out there well and it's like when the black squares happened for Black Lives Matter. And then you wake up and your friends are like, oh, you weren't supposed to post that. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I'm a terrible person. Oh, I right. screwed it up. You know, imagine yep. just people being like, go fuck a tree. And no, what? no, I can't imagine. It's a lot. Yep, it really is. 
So Billy and Billie Jean would comment back on social media that her statements weren't true, but she stood by her claims that they are harassing and abusing her. In January of 2012, Janelle claimed the harassment escalated when Billy and Billie Jean started hacking into her Facebook and sending her messages threatening to have her raped or assaulted. Mm-hmm. She was terrified and continued to reach out to anyone who would listen or vent her fear and frustration about the unsolicited attacks. Simultaneously, Janelle and her mother Barbara began receiving messages from someone named Chris who claimed he was a former classmate of Janelle's and worked for the CIA. Barbara and Janelle kept the shocking messages to themselves at first, each afraid to alarm the other. Chris said he was a widower and shared that he loved dogs, and he and Barbara struck up a very close online friendship. I'm sorry, Barbara's Janelle's mom? Yes, correct. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure I had a straight. Okay. Barbara even began to call Chris son, and he referred to her as mom in return. Mm -hmm. Don't like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Chris claimed that Billy and Billie Jean were, quote, the personification of evil and wanted to rape and murder Janelle because she was a virgin. What? Uh-huh. That old motive. Jesus. <laughs> Gotta get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're just too chaste. I hate Great. it. I know. He claimed he'd been surveilling Billy and his, quote, gang, that Billy was a drug dealer and Billie Jean was a whore. And that their daughter was in grave danger. Jesus. Chris claimed that Billy was in a prominent and dangerous gang and they'd put a hit out on Janelle. For that virgin stuff. Gangs hate virgins, apparently. Lord. Janelle also confessed to Jamie that she was being harassed by his cousin Billy and his girlfriend Billie Jean. Despite any family loyalty, Jamie quickly took Janelle's side as he loved her and couldn't believe his family member could do such mean and awful things to her. He promised to protect her no matter what. The online feud between Janelle and Billy and Billie Jean escalated, and Janelle continued to make claims of harassment and posted that Billy was a bad father and other derogatory remarks. Billie Jean fought back, calling Janelle a, quote, fat, ugly toad, and saying that, quote, someone should kill Janelle. Finally, Billy and Billie Jean unfriended Janelle online, hoping to put the feud to bed once and for all. It was like a total Hatfield versus the McCoys at that point, right. you know? Right. Well, well I who, think I would have unfriended the f- them a while ago, but... Yeah, you know, you know so how it is. Silly. You're in a small town. It's kind of fun. It's right. kind of exciting. Like, let's see yeah, where this goes. nothing else to do. Totally. Barbara had continued her correspondence with Chris from the CIA, and they discussed what to do as Janelle seemed less and less safe as a result of Billy's wrath. Chris said he had a plan to stop the dangerous gang member and his girlfriend and said that he could help Buddy reactivate his CIA status to help him carry out the mission. Because remember, her father, Buddy, had been in, he had been a Marine and said he had ties to the CIA. Chris claimed that Billie Jean was also a member of the gang and a key participant in the plot against Janelle. When Barbara and Buddy finally discussed the messages with Janelle, she said it was all true and that they'd claimed they wanted her dead because Billie Jean was jealous because Janelle was, quote, too pretty to live. Wow. I mean, that's not a hell of a statement. I don't know what is. That's (laughs) amazing. Wow. Chris said that based on his surveillance, they didn't have much time and encouraged the family to recruit Jamie Curd to help Buddy complete his mission. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. A friend of Billy Payne's had been having his mail sent to the Payne's house, and he stopped by to see if there was any to collect on January 31st, 2012. 
He said that the house was quiet when he entered, which surprised him, as the couple and their baby were usually pretty lively. He called out to the couple and wandered the house until he made a truly gruesome discovery. Mm-mm. He found their infant son covered in blood and, quote, eerily silent, but still alive, cradled in his dead mother's arms. Oh, shut your mouth. (laughs) Nope, I cannot. my God. Yes. I'm so sorry for them. Yes. So sorry. Both Billy and Billie Jean were clearly dead, and Billy had also been shot in the head and his throat had been cut. Police determined that the murders were personal based on the fact that Billy's throat had been cut in addition to having been shot. When police questioned friends and family about who could have done this, everyone immediately thought of the Potters and the online dispute. Police questioned the family who maintained their innocence and feigned shock that someone would do such an awful thing to the young family and leave a baby with no parents. (laughs) Police learned of Janelle's relationship with Jamie and brought him in as well. It was clear from Jamie's behavior during the interview that he knew something and was on the verge of telling what he knew, so detectives pushed even harder. After around an hour of questioning, Jamie caved and began telling the police what happened on that awful night. Mm. He claimed that Buddy invited him over on January 30th to work on the family computer. While he was there, Buddy asked if Jamie would, quote, do him a favor. Buddy asked Jamie to, quote, take him down next to Billy Payne's house, let him out and go down the road and come back and pick him up. He didn't specify a day and time, but Jamie agreed to help. Janelle followed up that night by telling Jamie that Buddy needed his help to, quote, do something and later texted, quote, I would not take your cell phone with you in the morning, love. The next day, January 31st, 2012, Jamie received a call from Buddy early in the morning asking if he was available to help him with, quote, that favor. Mm-mm. No, the answer is no. No, I'm busy. Suddenly, I'm very busy. Got shit to do. T T Y L. T T Y L. Got to go mm-hmm. to the sunglasses hut to get extra sunglasses to wear indoors. Right. And he really did wear them all the time, oh, even in Lord. the police interview. I know. I kind of like it. Kind of support it. Well, I still don't. I mean, I know who not to like for sure, but I'm. I don't yeah. know. If I, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Jamie agreed and went with Buddy to the Payne's house, but still wasn't sure why he was there. When they arrived, Buddy gave Jamie a gun and Jamie insisted he wasn't going to kill anyone. Buddy agreed that he wouldn't have to, but that he needed him to, quote, stand by that door. Mm -hmm. Jamie stood at the door while Buddy went down the hallway and entered the first bedroom. Jamie heard Billy Payne say, what the hell? And Billy Jean ran out of the bedroom and further down the hallway. Jamie then heard a gunshot. Moments later, Buddy came out of the bedroom and looked at Jamie. Jamie pointed down the hallway in the direction of Billie Jean, and Buddy proceeded down the hall. Jamie looked inside the first bedroom and saw Billy lying on the bed. When Jamie heard another gunshot, he ran out of the residence and back across the field to Buddy's vehicle. He gave the gun back to Buddy when Buddy returned. After the murders, Buddy dropped off Jamie at the end of his driveway. Jamie got out of the vehicle, walked across the road, and, quote, got sick. I can't imagine. Fuck no. I really... Oh, God. I know. I know. You just show up to help out your girlfriend's dad and then... Ta-da! No. You're murdering no. parents of a seven-month-old baby. No. No. He then went to Mrs. Curd's trailer because he did not want to be alone. I'm assuming <sighs> that's his mother. He told Miss Curd that he had received a text message from Chris that said, quote, The problem was over. No. 
As police were wrapping up the interview with Jamie, he asked them a question that they weren't expecting. He asked if the CIA were present. Jamie explained that he and Buddy had been recruited by the CIA to neutralize a faction of a large gang and intercept Janelle's would-be assassins. Police then gained access to the family's emails and started the task of combing through the insane exchanges between the Potters and their CIA contact, Chris. Okay, so, like, how do we get it across to people's brains that this isn't how the CIA works? I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure that if somebody's like, hey, I got connections with the CIA and you've got to help me with this gang of trying mm-hmm. to eliminate virgins, <laughs> you can just assume <laughs> that that is a lie. Well, you could assume that people would know a lot of things, but if anything, the last six months has taught us anything. It's that a lot of people don't know a lot of things that they should probably know to be know. adult humans living in breathing and working in this world it just blows my mind me too I just cannot i don't understand it me too also if your daughter's in her 20s she should be able to drive and have friends and a life and not live with you and have dolls and fucking yes. toys all over the place too yes 100 percent. she can put on her own lip gloss oh i'm very uncomfortable over here <laughs> it's very uncomfortable making oh Based on the strange structure and voice used in the emails, it quickly became clear to detectives that Chris was actually Janelle Potter. Right. Okay. Yes. The emails centered almost entirely around Janelle and her concerns, not concerns for national security. Mm -hmm. Quote, Jamie testified at trial that he asked investigators about CIA involvement because Buddy had told him he was CIA. He said that he was, quote, hoping the CIA had his back and that Chris was real. However, he acknowledged that Chris did not exist and never existed. Mm. Jamie testified that he was manipulated by the Potter family. He explained, quote, well, I mean, I thought Chris was real. I mean, I thought that there was, you know, someone that I was talking to there and Janelle and the way she would talk to me. It was like a a bonding, a family. And it's like, it's all a lie. (laughs) You know, I feel very sad for him. I do, too. He was an easy target. Yeah. As it would turn out, Janelle's feelings for Billy had only intensified over time, and she spent hours stalking and messaging him online. When he failed to respond to any of her messages, she started to build her strange and psychotic revenge against Billy and his family. It was a true, if I can't have you, no one can sort of scenario. That is so fucked up. So fucked up. Like, it makes me sick to my stomach. Yes! She barely knew them. No. He didn't lead her on. He didn't... I mean, even if he had. But there was nothing. Nothing. Awful. God. She staged her own bullying to gain sympathy from her family and loved ones, and then took her bizarre plan to the next level by inventing CIA agent Chris to manipulate her parents and boyfriend to carry out her homicidal wishes. And there were a lot of other people who said that Janelle would talk about Chris, her friend Chris, all the time. So, So... She had, like, fully integrated the fantasy into her entire life. Yeah. So police searched the Potter's home, and inside Janelle's room, they found a stack of photographs of Billie Jean and some of her friends that had been printed from the internet with the words die and other derogatory terms scrawled across each one. Wow. Like a real 90s thriller movie, you guys. Real early 2000s. Like, 
they found the photos and the eyes were scratched out of it. It's so <sighs> stupid. I know. To do that is stupid. To then do that and keep it yes. is so stupid. Yes. Very juvenile. I think yeah. it's a real good... I mean, she's also a criminal mastermind simultaneously, right. like a teenager baby and a criminal mastermind. That's what she's... happens when you put the lip gloss on your 30-year-old daughter. Yes, that's exactly right. They get really fucking weird. Yep. The photos and other evidence all pointed to Janelle's overwhelming jealousy as the motive for the cyber-stalking, catfishing, and eventual murder of Billy Payne and Billie Jean Hayworth. Barbara and Buddy truly believed that their precious daughter's life was at stake and so made the ultimate sacrifice to contain the threat and protect their child. Which is crazy. It's crazy. You call the police. Yes. Like, if you truly think that's happening and there's some gang killing the virgins... You call the police. That hey. would be that would be the logical first step to take. Can you yes. check into this for me before but I if, go and murder a mother while she's holding her fucking baby? Yeah, but if you're a guy who wears his Glock to garden, yeah, and has these like delusions of grandeur, and you're a Vietnam vet, you probably have some issues from that. Well, and, and you're making your thirty year old daughter stay never at home leave. And, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. No. it's because you're like. You also believe that Wayfair is a sex trafficking organization. You know, right. like you're that kind of person. Yeah. God. I <laughs> the Potters had grown up with the legend of Bobby's service and alleged CIA missions. And so it wasn't a huge leap for the parents to take to believe that the CIA had taken notice of their family and the gang who was out to get them. <laughs> and assuming that Bobby really was in the CIA, I could see him being like, Oh, yeah, they're back. The Brotherhood is back and they need my help or whatever. You know what I mean? I and even if he so. wasn't involved with the CIA, I could see him being like, I certainly cannot blow my cover. I want so badly to be in the CIA. I've been talking right. about it for all these years. You know what I mean? So crazy. So Buddy, Barbara, and Janelle Potter were all found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder. Good. They were all sentenced to two concurrent life sentences, which means it will take at least 51 years before they're eligible for parole. Good. Jamie Curd pled guilty to two counts of facilitating first-degree murder and received 25 years with the possibility of parole. Ugh. God, I'm very conflicted. I know! So, you know, it's like, I guess he could have then immediately gone to the police or something. Yes. That would have made it better. Yes. Correct. Um, like he should get a, pen- a punishment, but 25 yeah. years. I, I know. I don't know. I know. I mean, very I guess. conflicted. Yeah. It's a very, very, very unfortunate situation to be in. Because he could have tried to stop Bobby, but he knew Bobby. I mean, Bobby, every picture of him, he's got his Vietnam hat on and his fucking Glock on his yeah. hip. This is not a man that you're going to fuck with. You're also like madly in love with this girl. Right. She's your first and only girlfriend. You're in your late 30s. And this is your first and only girlfriend, you know, you just... Well, and you're, you're, the reality that shifts when something like that happens, yes. I'm imagining it would be crazy like, yeah. to just be like, okay, I'll help you with this thing. And then all of a sudden, yeah. being in the middle of this terrible murder and... Yeah. You're like, I don't want my girlfriend to get hurt, but yikes. Wow. Yeah. I know. Isn't that a kooky one? I hate it. I know. I love it. I love it and I hate it. I hate that these poor kids just get murdered for no, absolutely no reason. No. That's so sad. I know. And it also, I love 
80s horror and they like 80s horror loved like a stunted growth mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. villain mm-hmm. you know and this yes. is, she's very much a stunted growth villain i mean my heart goes out to her it's like gypsy rose i i very much do not think that gypsy rose she was a victim yeah big time 100 percent, major big time janelle potter definitely had overbearing appearance there's definitely some abuse that comes with that and not being able to live your life but mm-hmm. janelle potter was a psychopath that, right. that is psychopathic behavior yes yeah, it's one of those where it, I'm sure it triggered yes. something that happened, you know, but she was on the road. It just yes. sort of pushed her. Yep, right over the edge. I, you know, we know so many people that grew up with overprotective parents and they, as far as I know, aren't conspiring to murder innocent people. Totally. We also all have those friends who, like, something's always wrong in their life and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that happened too. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We, you know. And right. Pull back the curtain a little bit and you're like yeah you really want attention and that's right. how you get it you know yep. not that we shouldn't believe people but there are certain people that you're like yeah this is it's just a lot mm-hmm. you know like every single person that you come in contact with is trying to hurt you in some way or kill you know right that's it's a bit of a red flag when they're saying things like she's too pretty to live it's probably not true. It's not a good motive for murder. It's not a common motive for murder. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry for Billy and Billy Jean and Billy Jr. It makes me so sad. So sad. It's so, so, so sad. Oh, God. You know, they were so happy and everybody loved them so much. They were like the little bright light. In the it's community. always how it goes, man. I know. I know. I say it every time. It's always how it goes. Yes. Let the bright lights shine. Do not murder them, please. Yes. If you f- cannot access their divinity, find your own. Seriously. Figure it out. Don't try to take it from other people and kill it in other Ugh, people. God. That is the worst. I feel like that is the worst sin. I think that's yeah. the worst possible thing you can do is to just try to steal somebody else's light couldn't agree more so there you go wow well thanks for that fucked up shit you're welcome (laughs) and the video of janelle getting the lip gloss put on by barbara was from inside prison so you are kidding nope nope getting her all pretty for her interview with cbs news Uh, well i'm gonna go watch that right now i know i really 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 tried to find a video of janelle saying something like really creepy in her baby voice but i couldn't find anything god it's pretty creepy well yeah that was awful you're welcome thank you good job you're welcome you're welcome everybody what's what's next with your life (laughs) (laughs) i'm suddenly very hungry so my yeah words humor (laughs) done done what's next with my life is that you need to go eat your nachos before it gets soggy um i feel like there was something but i don't know we're still working on our merch store yes that should be hitting us out pretty soon (laughs) it should be hitting us out pretty soon hitting us out 2020 yeah yeah hitting us out late august 2020 yep uh go vote been thinking about that a lot god right now if you don't want to go to the polls right now get your ballot your absentee ballot yeah fill it out send it back yes please and listen if you want to vote in person 
And that's the safest and best way for your vote to count. I'm not kidding. I will sponsor you to take a day off of work. I feel like this is something that we should probably, I don't have the ability to like put together a spreadsheet and manage it, but Mm -hmm. um, I will definitely drive people to vote in my town. And I will announce that well up to the time that it's the day of voting. Right. Um, But I'm swear to God, you guys, if you cannot take the time off of work, you cannot afford to, but you want to, I will, I will Venmo you the money. I'll Venmo you half up front and then half upon mm-hmm. proof of voting. I don't know what that is. The sticker, whatever. <laughs> I will pay for you to take a day off work because Seriously. it is that important. Please yep. vote. Please, please, please. If this is Big Dick McGillicuddy trying to get a day off of work, I will pay for that too Seriously. because it's just right. important. Vote. Yeah, it doesn't right. It doesn't matter whose side who is on. Everyone needs to go vote. Yes, and it's you important. Need to- and you need to be able to do it safely. Yes, and timely. Yes, and. and- so it shouldn't try to steal it. the election. It no. should be fair. It should yes. be what we do right, all the time. And it should make sense. And it doesn't. So I will help you help it make sense by paying for you to take the day off of work. Yep. That, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think, all that everyone's been thinking about a lot Holy. lately. The other thing I was thinking about today, this is pretty hard-hitting stuff, you guys. Um, do you remember Big Johnson shirts? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> my, my thought was were those a thing everywhere or were those just a thing in like central and southern indiana i don't know the answer to that you guys please enlighten us did you yeah. have a big johnson shirt did your friends have them did your siblings have them what did they say what did right? your big Don- johnson shirt say i feel like they all said like big johnson wet in barbecue sauce or something like <laughs> that <laughs> Stick it in the barbecue sauce. Or looking it up. What made you think of that? No idea whatsoever. <laughs> no fucking idea. I was just driving along. Like, huh, I remember Big Johnson shirts. Was that a thing everywhere? I feel like it was a thing everywhere. It was like No Fear, Big Johnson. But then I could also see Big Johnson being a very specifically Southern Indiana thing. Yeah, I'm not... Big Johnson. Big Johnson bait shack with a bunch of naked ladies on it. Yeah. You won't need to be a master baiter. I should have read this before. Nope. You won't need to be a master baiter when she sees the size of your Johnson. <laughs> there, see? There you go. Stick it in the barbecue sauce. Yep. They're all like that. What's this oh one say? Oh, my God. You'll, Big Johnson deep socket wrenches. You'll always get a big nut off when she's, well, you'll always get a big nut off when you've got a big Johnson. <laughs> it's not even like rhyme. Doesn't, it's no, it's awkward. awkward. Big Johnson contractors. We don't stop until you get drilled, nailed, and hammered. <laughs> oh my God. This is such a 90s thing. Like, Yeah. Tell us about get, your big Johnson shirts, you guys. Did you have them? What did they, was it the surf one? Was it the, oh, catch and snapper? It's easy to reel them in when you've got a big Johnson. God, you know, for a happily married woman and a lesbian, we talk about... Ding-a-lings, <laughs> ding-dongs. A lot, a lot. Tallywhackers. Tallywhackers. <laughs> it's true. Somebody's got to. It's I for know. society. It's We're for doing our part. society. I know. Okay, you guys, so right. you, we need to talk about Big Johnson t-shirts on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, <laughs> at They Will Kill. 
you can email us at they will kill podcast at gmail.com. You can check out our website, which is theywillkill.com. Rate, review, subscribe, please. Yes, please. Somebody gave us a one star, and it's what did it say? Not, uh, not, not good, good, not, not great. great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can't really argue with him. Well, it was his name Bear, no- Bear Moose, Bear Goose, Goose Bear, nineteen fifty. <laughs> All right, Bear Goose, nineteen fifty. Yeah, I get it. Thank you, AJ Bergantz, for our music. You yeah. can borrow this tune, and I might buying back the lawsuit <laughs> it's <laughs> been a while is that all that's it baby all right man and remember and remember you can't get your sockets off unless you got a big johnson <laughs> you can crank them down but you can't get them off you can be a masturbator <laughs> you can be a masturbator if you got if a big you johnson got some worms <laughs> <laughs> oh wait that's not how it goes you can't be a co-pilot if the cockpit doesn't have a Johnson in it. There you go. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.